BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Modern Manners Guys Quick and Dirty Tips for a More Polite Life. Before I lay into how unmannerly some solicitors can be, let me first say I by no means think all solicitors are bad. You need to hit the ground running and get in front of people's faces if you want them to know about your business, and soliciting is a common practice. So, I applaud all the solicitors out there who can accept rejection time after time after time, hoping for the one big score. But I can't praise them all. If you call me at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night to try and sell me siding for my house, I'm going to want to reach through the phone and shake some sense into you. Whether it's the kind of solicitors who walk up to your door while you're having dinner with your family or call at all hours of the night, I have a small threshold of tolerance for people who are disrespectful of my time. As well, if I tell a solicitor I'm not interested, then guess what? I'm not. Throwing in a magazine subscription won't work. And don't even try to argue with me about it either. What on earth would make you doubt my reasons for not wanting to buy your limited time offer? What on earth would make you doubt my reasons for not wanting to buy your limited time only stamp collection? Even worse is the automated messages from solicitors, where you don't even get a real person, just a computer. Where's the effort in that? So before using some colorful words as you slam the door in a solicitor's face, check out my top three quick and dirty tips for how to properly handle unmannerly solicitors. Tip number one, the telemarketer. I'm not going to say that all telemarketers are evil or hell-bent on doing whatever it takes to sell me garbage I don't need. Sometimes you may get a call from a reputable company with a viable product. Sure, this happens about as often as you see Stephen Hawking ask Justin Bieber for help with a math problem, but hey, here's to wishing for miracles. Still, some telemarketers have a purpose and it's not just to wake you up from a deep sleep and sell you kitchenware. For example, last month, my friend John was being super uncle, spending the day with his two wild nephews. Suddenly, his cell phone rang. Yes, they get you there too. And shockingly, he was actually interested in the product, but right now, couldn't talk. The telemarketer was not having it. They tried to keep John on the phone, while John tried to keep his two nephews from body slamming each other. He tried to be calm in front of the kids, but it was slowly losing his patience because the telemarketer would not let him off the phone. Properly handling a telemarketer can feel like you're arm wrestling a roided up gym rat. And like steroid users, their tempers can easily flare. However, despite phone rage, you can't allow a telemarketer pressure you into anything. As well, you can't lose your cool or distract yourself from whatever it is you are doing prior to their call, just to whip out your credit card. When it comes to telemarketers, and solicitors in general, 
never forget that you are in charge, not them. They can, in fact, call back. They can email you more information. There are other options than making a transaction right now, and they know it. But to limit the amount of aspirin you'll need after the call, be blunt, honest, and fast with them. Say something like this. Look, I'm really interested, but honestly, I can't talk right now. Can you please call me back tomorrow or give me a number where I can call you back? And if they keep jabbing at you to stay on, reason again. Try this. I understand you get credit for my purchase, and I want you to as well. Give your name or your extension, and I'll make sure to tell them when I call back. Sometimes, reasoning with a madman is possible. And yes, every telemarketer is in fact slightly mad. Why else would they do this masochistic job? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tip number two, the outside-a-store solicitor. The outside-a-store solicitor comes in many forms. A charity worker, school kids, or retail salesperson selling you everything under the sun. Their post is usually outside a store or organization where they wait for you to approach the entrance and try to sell you on some great product. Unlike the telemarketer, whose badgering can be concluded by simply hanging up the phone, this person is physically there, staring at you, and you can't hide. You can walk past them, but they may see you again when you walk out, which can be uncomfortable. Like when someone rejects you at a bar, and then you end up getting a table right next to them later on. Awkward. But as I said, there are many types, passive and aggressive, and varying ages, kids to adults, of the outside-a-store solicitor, which makes how you respond to them very important. For example, if you are approached by an adult to sign a petition or register for some wacky initiative... 
you only have seconds to decide. If you are in a hurry, smile, wave, and say, sorry, not right now. If they get pushy, like the telemarketer, ask for a business card or brochure, and then leave it at that. If they continue to push you, sir, sir, wait, you don't understand. This is a big deal. Quick, let me talk to you. Well, now they've gone too far. Don't comfort them. Don't engage. Instead, keep on walking and ignore them altogether. Remember, you don't owe them anything. And they are being highly unmannerly. Now for the sweet little kids raising money for their school fundraisers. It's best to handle them with, well, kid gloves. If you're in a rush, tell them, so sorry, I'm in a hurry, but I'll be right back out and talk to you then. If you aren't in a rush, then I suggest at least giving them a moment of your time. This doesn't mean having to buy their products. Not everyone likes cookies or needs a coupon book. But a dollar or two donation is always helpful. And I promise you, we'll put a big smile on their faces. Plus, a nod to their entrepreneurial spirit and wishing them good luck is always encouraging. We'll appreciate your time and you know it's going to a good cause. Tip number three, Mr. Door-to-Door. Of all the solicitor types, the door-to-door character is the worst. At least the telemarketer is just calling. But when someone invades my personal space to sell me 85 pounds of delicious Midwestern ribeye, that's a different story. Some door-to-door solicitors don't quite understand what they are doing when they knock on your door. Well, maybe they do. They just don't care. And this is the root of the problem. When you knock on someone's door, out of the blue, uninvited, to sell them something they did not ask for, you can't be surprised if people are put off by your intrusion. However, in handling them, you shouldn't be as abrasive as their approach. Remember our mantra, you do not owe them anything. Not your time, not your money, not an ounce of energy. So if your doorbell rings and someone has a handful of widgets to sell you, you can simply ignore them. Easy as that. However, sometimes their good luck strikes and they finally get you in person. Like earlier this year, one door-to-door solicitor approached my house to sell me new windows. Their pitch was that they did work for my neighbor and wanted to offer me a similar service. I kindly said, no thank you, and started to shut the door. He didn't like that. He held the door open and said, you don't even want a quote? Again, I reiterated, no thank you, I'm not interested. To which the salesman replied, well, you're not going to have nice windows then. Okay, okay, now you got me. Insulting me is a great way to get my business. I really wanted to slam the door on his face. But since I'm modern manners guy, I kept my cool, smiled, and said, well, I guess that's my worry now, and then shut the door. Then I took to the web and searched for the organization that sent this rude person to me. I sent them an email explaining that I didn't appreciate being accosted at my own home. I also advised them to look into teaching their staff the proper way to handle rejection, and that, call me crazy, insulting a potential customer is not the best way to drum up business. Sometimes, shockingly, a little mannerly advice can go a long way. So do you have a great story about an unmannerly solicitor? Post all the details in the comment section below. As always, if you have another manners question, I love hearing from you. So please, drop me a line. Manners at quickanddirtytips.com And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MannersQDT. And of course, check back next week for more Modern Manners Guide tips for a more polite life. As well, don't forget to check out my book, Reply All and Other Ways to Tank Your Career. It's available in paperback, ebook, and even audio format.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.